from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with ASB. Hi, good day there. Welcome to Hosking That Was for Monday. All the things you should have heard but might have missed from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, and this morning, how about that UK election, eh? Um, Harry, he's been and almost gone. Uh, Kerwin was almost gone, but now he's staying, and the uh, flag debate just keeps flapping away. Uh, but first up, uh, we've got dueling points of inner turmoil for you this morning. There is dispute over the uh, the pause of inner turmoil. You you only think you've got one. Well, I've got. It's a good one. Okay. What are you? Let, what? Which one is it? Do you want to hear it? Yeah, play it. All right. And on the subject of these special housing areas, are they playing silly buggers with the ones they're trying to block? Oh, actually, that's that's good. That is, I had that as my secondary one. It's sizable. It's a sizable piece of silence. Can you get a truck through it? And on the subject of these special housing areas, are they playing silly buggers with the ones they're trying to block? Yep, out the other uh, side. Pause of inner turmoil. Here's the one, though, that I heard, which I think is actually worse than that, although doesn't contain quite the same amount of silence, but there's a man who's desperately looking for words. Listen, are you over the Auckland Council or not really? Um, look, you know, there's a lot of different... Come on! Yeah, I see what you're saying. We have set a precedent for this. We've we've said that saying ah and um and... Exactly. It doesn't really cover up the pause. There's, there's a truck. Here it comes. All right, let's see. Are you over the Auckland Council or not really? There you go. Clown car plus a truck. I win. Two pauses of inner turmoil for the Prime Minister this Monday morning. I don't think it really matters whose was the longest, whose pause, I mean, was the longest. Uh, what matters is there were a lot of them and they were long. Disturbing. Mind you... Uh, that was predictable. The UK election, not so much. The Tories really got the result they had earned. Europe is a quagmire of worry and fiscal ineptitude, and yet through it all, Germany and Britain have been shining lights, and it's the oldest truism in politics. If your economy is right, people will vote to keep you in business. Which is a critically important lesson for the Labour parties here, Britain, Australia, anywhere you want to look around the world. So often history shows us it's a lesson they failed to learn as well. I mean, Labour in Britain has been decimated, decimated north of the border for very specific localised reasons, decimated south of the border by the Tories who know how to run the place properly. The Labour parties in general, no matter where you look, are about redistribution, which in and of itself isn't the end of the world. But what they've never grasped properly or consistently is you need an economy that produces stuff to redistribute. And if you redistribute too much, those that produce the stuff resent you and you get tossed out of office. Another aspect of the British vote that will have potentially profound repercussions is the Tory promise of an EU vote, in or out. It's as simple as that. And if I was them, I'd vote out as fast as I could possibly get the hell out of there. Europe as a group has and is a disaster dragged down like any large group by the weakest of links, of which there are many. If Thatcher, Blair and Cameron have done anything for Britain, they have taken a once global powerhouse, fallen on bad, dangerous and embarrassing times, and reignited it. And it deserves better than the incompetent collective that is Europe. But best of all, the best bit of all, of course, is Britain got a clean result. Decisive government beats what they were looking at, hands down. Yes, I'm sure the Labour Party in the UK feels exactly the same way. Not... Hey, uh, how about Harry's big trip? Quiz night and everything, eh? What are you making of him? Are you making anything of him at all? He would have had his best night ever 
at a pub, small pub quiz. town, yeah. quiz night. The only thing he won't live down is the bodyguards beating him in the quiz night. What I what really? I get from him is is a sense of, of of he's genuine. He seems genuinely interested, doesn't he? Well, he's the kind of guy you want to sit down and have a beer with Man. at the pub. He Man. seems like he'd be able to chat to you about rugby racing. Whatever. Well, he's not the year, is he? Is that what it is? So oh, he's, he's, I reckon makes things a lot easier. He comes to be a in bit light of normal. foot. He comes in light of foot. He's got no responsibility yeah. really. People seem moderately interested in you. You, you stick a tour tower on your hand and you have a pub he night. Seems and like a go good home. bloke. That's what I like. He mm. seems like you know, He seems like the type of guy that you you could actually bump into the pub and things wouldn't be awkward. Exactly. Much like yourself, Mark. Apart from the whole ginger thing, I'd find that a little awkward. <laughs> the <laughs> would you make mention of that? Do you think would you let that slide? I'd let it slide just yeah. for him. Just yeah. Don't you run the risk though of a pub night? Of, of and there was that lady I saw somewhere. She she went for the grab at the airport, and I do hope this doesn't come a become a thing in the country. Yeah, I think we're all kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah, grabby. grabby. Yeah, we grabby. don't want to be seen as grabby. You, you can exactly. Your role models and, and the exactly. bloke at the top of the tree is a little grabby by the sounds of it. So. You can understand. There's a trend there, you think. <laughs> yeah. But but after a couple in a pub, though, you do run the risk of the locals going anyway. About the you know well you know yeah. going down who, the old who's, who's you know dad, what I mean who's who's yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Well, no, yeah. well, I wonder. I think we've got a little more class than that, don't we? Well, I'd like to think so, especially in a small town like that. And he wasn't expected there. He's got a team of bodyguards. If there's one thing the Royals seem to be able to do. It's the brush off better than anyone else That's in the true. world. true. Well, they're very well <laughs> drilled in it. Yeah. The brush off. The classy brush off. You think the bodyguards yeah. would be sitting there eyeing up the They'll village, the village idiot that's going to come and that'd do be that? Standing, anyway, they'd be standing just go by. down that, that line of who's your daddy? I think the bodyguards would, would they would disappear. <laughs> who's your daddy? They would disappear never to be seen again. <laughs> Take them out yeah. back. I'm just trying to remember uh, that part of the hangover when they, they did the pub quiz, when things really got out of hand. No. I'm, I'm wondering if Harry thinks that New Zealand might be a little bit tame for his taste. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sir, speaking of royalty, Sir John Kerwin uh, looked like he was in trouble, but now he seems to be climbing out of it. He has been bombarded by negativity and accusation. He has been written off. He has been ridiculed. He has been sacked by virtually every sports journalist in this country. There is something particularly venal about many sports journalists, don't you think? They're experts in all the sports, from administration to management to coaching to actually playing the game, despite the fact most of them do little more than drink beer while they watch it on television. It is true that sport is about winning and losing, and it is true that losing is not tolerated, and enough of that losing needs to be accounted for. But we have in this country a vitriolic approach in which people get sacked for the sake of it, and the calls for sacking are so common and come so often it's become ridiculous. People are expected to be sacked in the second round of competitions if they don't appear to have got off to the start, the fan or the scribe is perceived as acceptable. Kerwin's had a dreadful season. I mean, there's no escaping that. But that doesn't make him a bad coach. It doesn't mean he doesn't have skills to offer. It doesn't mean a side under different circumstances might come right. The most obvious talent, of course, in Kerwin is mental. To put up with what he has and to present himself week in, week out the way he has shows real patience, maturity and no small amount of style. All are valuable traits in sport and in life. And the Blues' troubles are clearly more than a coach. I mean, you need to know virtually nothing about rugby to see that. So sacking them wouldn't fix their issues, and thankfully they know this, and thankfully they're running the site, not the haters and the finger pointers. He deserves another season, because my hunch is it will come right. Stability and longevity are amazingly powerful attributes once again. 
both in sport and in life, but they are too rarely seen in sport. Kerwin deserves a medal for the way he's handled the crap. He isn't going to get one, but at least he's going to get a bit of faith and a bit of support and another season. And the irony being, if it comes right next year, all the haters, they'll magically magically vanish, Uh, but he'll be too classy anyway to remind them what a bunch of short-sighters they were. Yeah, it's quite struggling to find too many people agreeing with the host's point of view on that one. Uh, But I'll let you know if I turn any up. Uh, now, do you have a point of view on the flag? Seems like everybody else does. I'm reading this morning Otis Frizzell, who's the son, of course, of Dick Frizzell, one of our most preeminent artists. Uh, he's, he's into this flag. He's put in three designs for the selection panel. In fact, there's been 150, which is the problem, you see, because the problem with this, what, what this turns into is just like a fun contest. And everyone loves a fun contest. Everyone can draw a flag. We can all come up with a flag design. There's no great skill in coming up with a flag design. So everyone's going to enter. So they've got 150 of them so far. Uh, Frizzell's one looks reasonable. He's got the three, but the one he likes is a white southern cross on a black night sky separated from green land and sea by a Maori design element. Uh, you've got a white koru swirl representing the long white cloud and the white caps on the water. It's not a bad flag. And that's been, I think, my point the whole way along. None of them will be that bad. I mean, there'll be a few really wacky ones. Uh, but, but fundamentally, you can draw a decent flag and uh, some will have a Union Jack. A lot of people entering a Union Jack still, which I would have thought can, defeats the entire purpose of what John Key is trying to do. The entire purpose is to say presumably. Uh, we're moving on. We're a different country. We're, the, what we've got represents the old world. So if that's the case, why then would you put the old world on the new flag? doesn't could, make any could, could sense at all. we not do like we used to do with the phone book covers? What's that? Just have an open contest and pick Just a winner? Like each, each year. Change, change it up. Change it. Change it up. That's a very good idea. You get confused, but then again, no more confusing than having the new flag if we get one. And what I discovered last week is the old one doesn't go away. So for a while we'll have two flags. So there's no reason why we just couldn't have a whole series of flags. With different ones in different places, like because well, they did that as well, didn't they? Had that, remember they had the kids' paintings on the phone right. box at one yeah, stage. Cool. Jeez, the home of the bright ideas. We're whiteboarding our future here on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Yeah, I wasn't really trying to whiteboard. I thought I was blue skying it, but what I really should have been doing was running it up the flagpole and seeing if it flutters. Of course, uh, that was Hosking. That was for Monday. I am Glenn ZV. Uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow. And more great ideas to come.